news during the show, right? You got the basketball schedule released. I have that again in the top five here. Had the OU Cincy start time released. Well, so we I, did, yeah. I got, I, I got greedy. Cincinnati. Is that a Fox kick? It's a Fox kick. 11? 11 a.m. Yeah. I, we're going to talk about it here in a second. I did have to laugh, though, because this didn't even resonate with me until I was kind of doing the recap of the day on Twitter.com or X.com, whatever we're going with. Welcome to the Big 12, since you were so, so excited that you're here. You're big. One of your biggest home games that you've ever had, right? How exciting. Against yeah. Oklahoma. Against Oklahoma. Maybe maybe the first time Oklahoma's ever played on campus in Nippert Stadium, right? Oh, congratulations. You're kicking off at 11 a.m. All right. Uh, next order business. What else is that week? <laughs> They're giving Big Noon kick already to OU Cincinnati. So, I mean, I think that's a pretty huevos move to make this early in the process. Let's see. What do you got? Wisconsin. Ole Miss, Alabama. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. It's and Fox, so it doesn't matter. Arkansas, LSU. Oh, my gosh. That game's getting played early this year. But remember, they take big noon kick to Florida State and U.S. and Clemson. Again, the, these has got to be. Well, that's prime time prime right time there. Prime time right there on ABC or ESPN. Yeah, you're not going to do it for Texas and Baylor's that weekend. Okay. I guess it makes sense. Just when you consider. The other games. That would be on Fox. Now, if this was ESPN, if this was game day, I don't, I don't think game day is going there. But well, and again, you know, Fox and a, a bunch of these folks, Fox was sort of the first to realize. Well, let, why don't we just take advantage of that 11 a.m. window? Because guess what, you, you don't want to have to go toe to toe with Florida State, Clemson, when it's Oklahoma, Cincinnati. That's right. You put it in a different window, and it'll rate better. Yeah, because that's if, and we're gonna learn a lot about Florida State pretty early. They open up with LSU. So the it's a good weekend of games. It is that weekend of Oklahoma and Cincinnati. There you go. All right, let's hit the top five stories of the day. Anything else like on the peripheral? I can't do any more of the James Harden stuff. You guys okay if I leave that out? Yeah. Who? Uh, <sighs> I I love that his agent came out though too and said, "Oh man, he's he's got a big time chip. I think he's ready to go win another MVP." Yeah, he had the nerve to say he's hungry, and you're like, bro, I don't think I'd say that about James Harden. I mean. <laughs> That seems to be kind of the knock against him, that he's a little too hungry. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I mean, that's the knock. I'm not saying it. He's in better shape than I am, but he just doesn't look like his commitment to physical fitness is where it needs to be. Right. He's, on, be uh, he's on the one, two, three Cancun train he, more. He's not totally not. on the Zion diet, but uh, he's of that right. so neighborhood. That's, so that's the knock. All right, let's do this. Top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. I'm sorry. The whole show just got brought to a halt because of the text from Christian from Claremore. Did you see Christian's text? Let's see. Let me check this out. I want Now, you got to scroll back up because he sent three. No, no, no. Back to the top. Most recent one. I got caught by that. Now, read, read that. Go ahead, Josh. Take it away. Plank, I hate wrestling, but I've been converted because my five- to seven-year-old boys uh, are working on moves and nonstop watching YouTube. Third down in the palace with Seth freaking Rollins. Burn it down. <laughs> Playing will be a good warm-up before the SEC. <laughs> and I'm guessing that front half, right, is what you're – None of both of them. Seth, you don't even know. Seth Rollins is uh, – well, 
I don't. Never mind. I don't. Never mind. Burn it down with Seth Rollins would be an absolute banger because that's his open song. And I probably butchered just even reading that text. No, no, no. No, no, no. Um, let's see here. I'll play Burn It Down for you so you can get an idea. This is this Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Christian from Claremore. Welcome. You now are to the front of every line as a wrestling convert. I'm here for you. If there's ever anything you need explained to you about what move they're doing, I've got you. Before yeah. you play this. Uh-huh. I don't think there's any cuss words in it. Well, I'm not worried about that, unfortunately. I should be, but that wasn't my that was my holdup. I just Go wanted ahead. to tell you. The Always Sunny podcast. Have you listened to any yeah. of this? <laughs> so Facebook, Instagram reels, you can get lost in those. Uh-huh. One of the ones that was making the rounds earlier. Which I got lost in last night for about two hours. You saw those guys, uh, the the – three sunny guys talking about old school wrestling when they did the episode with frank and roddy piper yeah that one well and they were talking about you know wrestling for us was uh they were like wrestling used to be our tiktok that's right wrestling was our tiktok wrestling was our youtube i mean instead of just being able to click on something now we had a way for the magazine to come out pro wrestling insider i forget the way that they related it It was pretty neat and i thought you would enjoy it Uh, i've I can't get enough of old school wrestling right now. But, yeah, let's see here. What do you think? Seth Rollins, Burn It. That's his uh, intro music that he uses whenever he's announced. I don't know. Not bad. Oh, my God. It's Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is here. Oh, my God. Burn it down. Burn down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Burn down. All right. Um, Where are we? Oh, yeah, top five stories of the day. Big story number five. Number five. This is all Christian from Claremore's fault, and I'm all about it. The hoop schedule and the OU Cincy, a little bit of a quick recall from yesterday's show because we've now had about 24 hours to get into it. Her Toby's take on it. You've got a game that's going to be played in McCaslin next year. I don't know about you. I feel pretty good about I like this schedule a lot. I think it's cool. Uh, not only just going back to play – a game in McCaslin, but you got North Carolina on the schedule. You know, you start thinking about, I I guess you can't get too excited about a Big 12 Big East challenge whenever you're going to be out of league next year, but you think about some of the matchups in that, there's no shame in Providence being on the schedule. I think they've – and you mentioned what, it's going to be OU-Iowa. Winner would play – Probably USC. USC. Yeah, get a little Bronny James in there. Isaiah Collier. You know, Bronny James, of course, is the lightning rod. Hey, look, they've got LeBron James' son on the roster, but Isaiah Collier is a five-star point guard they signed. They bring back Boogie Ellis, I believe, Mm -hmm. the leading scorer. So USC got a chance to be pretty good. And, uh, you know, theoretically for OU, if you beat Iowa, you got a chance to to play USC and maybe pick up a couple of big-time wins early in the year. It's not a great non-conference home schedule that's usually made up for with what you get in the Big 12 season, right? You get you get Providence. They're trying to schedule some wins, my friend. I agree. And we also, as you brought up, number 11, I'm sorry, 11 a.m. for Oklahoma and Cincinnati as yesterday. I, I don't know if these networks dropped this or if Brett McMurphy just reported it, but the Oklahoma-Cincinnati game will be at 11 a.m. Yeah, and to my knowledge, nobody else has corroborated that. So, yeah, he totally broke it. From 
from the perspective of just being a Sooner fan, I like the 11 a.m. kicks on the road. It seems like sometimes you get a little less juiced crowd. But if you're traveling there, that 11 a.m. kick sucks. A couple of other announcements. A big noon kick. They announced, or I shouldn't say they announced. Brett McMurphy reported one more big noon kick, and that's going to be Michigan at Nebraska the following week. So that's pretty cool. Michigan-Nebraska the following week. Too bad Nebraska stinks. Yeah, they're still. it's going to be tough. Everything else, everything else is what? Either Peacock or Fox? Will Harbaugh coaching that Nebraska game? You guys do realize this isn't a win for Harbaugh that they're going back and looking over this again, right? Has everyone kind of understood that? Will we have resolution by the time this season kicks off? What's going to happen to him and final penalty, et cetera, et cetera? No. It's, I don't think we will. You know, and I get it. And That's my guess. Don't break rules, and you got to pay for, you know, rules that you do break, but I just don't think it's all that great for the sport. Just just get the punishment out of the way. Let Michigan know what's going on. They're supposed to be a national championship contender. Let them focus on football instead of, you know, bozos like you and me every other day. Well, what do, you think about, what do you think about Harbaugh? Is he going to coach this year? Michigan, neither Michigan nor Penn State have any games that have been announced on Peacock as of yet, nor does Ohio State. But they've already, they've already selected the Ohio State-Purdue game on October 14th. For the big noon kick. Yeah, and for some reason, Iowa Northwestern has to be on Peacock, right? That didn't get the big uh, – Oh, November 4th. Didn't, there didn't it is. the Fox kickoff. <laughs> All right, big story number four. Number four. I've got a couple of Major League Baseball highlights from last night that I wanted to share with everybody. And you might say, Plank, are you only bringing up this because the Dodgers have won nine straight games. <laughs> what? Into left center field, and it's high off the wall. Arriving home safely is Smith. Boy, that's uh, <laughs> Somebody really... go check on Charlie Steiner. What <laughs> in the hell's cool. going on there, <laughs> that's man? really exciting. <laughs> I mean, it was a 1-1 game. J.D. Martinez comes up with one out, and launches one that looks like it's gone, and there's a line boy off the wall. Nah, I don't really care to be here, and I guess we've won nine straight. Man, Charlie. Is he still doing it from home? That might be part of the problem. Sitting there burning heaters while he's trying to call a game. 6-2 the Dodgers. Is he a won. smoker? He was. At least uh, in one of the videos where they showed him calling the game from his house, he's sitting there sucking down a cancer <laughs> stick. I was like, let's go. Uh, also, yesterday, for my man, T.J. Perry and Mike Stewart. First pitch to Seager. He swings. It's a high fly ball to right field. Renfro turns. He watches. That one. Long gone. Corey Seager hit two. Rangers beat the Angels 7-3. to Oh, boy. Uh, I still wouldn't have traded Otani at the deadline. Just saying. Man. But this whole Angels going for it thing could not be going more terribly right now for the uh, Los Angeles Angels, who are located nowhere near Los Angeles. Are they even in the mix? They're eight back of the wild card? Yeah. And, I mean, they're going to have to really start scorching to make that up, and probably it, not going to happen. A couple of uh, the Guardians shout out the Reds. 
Red Sox win last night, even though there was some horrific umpiring in that game. Red Sox won at 5-4. to four, And as a baseball guy last night, I was catching a little bit of the Braves' shutout win over the Yankees. One hitter last night. One hitter. I could hear Bob Euchre being John Sterling last night. That's all we got was one hit. Big story, number three. Number three. Everybody wake up. I was talking baseball. Sorry about that. Yeah, you threw me into a depression. Sorry. Kansas City's, what, 28 games out of uh, the wild card? They're, they're, they're still alive. They're still alive. Um, I got a couple NFL notes just from practice avails yesterday. Uh, Robert, and from, I guess, the hard knocks from last night, Robert Sala was asked – uh, or at least talked about Brees Hall's timeline, which I find We're going to take our time with him, like I've said from the beginning. Um, uh, he, If you ask him, he's ready to go now. Uh, and he's chomping at the bit, wants to get in there with his teammates. But uh, to have him back out there in pads, and man, he looks freaking good. Um, just his his size, the you know, kind of like Jermaine Johnson, and just the way they've kind of morphed their bodies. And uh, he looks explosive. He looks powerful. And uh, so we'll, we'll get him in. We'll ease him in. But, uh, but right now it's just acclimation. And um, Brees Hall was asked about the acquisition of Dalvin Cook. Is there any thought or concern in your mind that Dalvin's presence could impact your role in some way? Um, nah, just another, like I said, it's another great guy we add into the room. Um, it's going to be a good competition. It's going to be the best, bring the best out of everybody. So, you know, when he comes in, you know, all of our reps might get lessened or, you know, um, and we're going to have to work him in. So it's going to make us, you know, do the most of what we can with our reps. So it's going to be fun. Um, he's going to come in. He's going to challenge us. We're going to challenge ourselves, and we're going to challenge him as well. So Yeah, there's a probably more Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall information than you wanted on a Wednesday. Who but. was the last uh, star running back or wide receiver to say, yeah, this sucks. I hate him taking snaps <laughs> away from me. <laughs> I think as angry as running backs are about their value, they're smart enough to be like, yeah, we probably need a second guy in here too because they didn't. What was their depth like? You got it up. Michael Carter. Oh, they drafted Travis Dye, who's coming off an injury, too, so I don't even know if he would be available. One year, seven milli for Dalvin Cook? What do you think? I thought that was a little bit less than he, in my mind, would have got other places. But apparently not. Wants, uh, to, wants to win, right, or be a part of this. According to my uh, sources, the what about playing, what about my sources <laughs> are this, last night Gunny of Stutzman Army. I guess he was listening on the podcast said that the it should have been called the Plank Power Bomb. I like that a lot. That was that was Diesel and Kevin Nash's closing move, the Power Bomb. Oh my god, the Power Bomb. <laughs> uh but I have been hearing more and more that the Miami Dolphins offered infinitely more money to Dalvin Cook than the Jets did. And he wanted to play in New York. In New York. I had another I, I then I saw on the aggregation sites, right? The ML, the NFL RMR and all those other NFL updates that are not legit sites, but they just aggregate everything. Hey, there's a there's a market for all of it. I agree. But I'm sick of this he, hate for the aggregators. Sorry, we'll just get some of it right for the NFL side. I'm fine on college, but college the NFL side is oof. But that the Dolphins lowballed him. I don't know what to believe anymore. But there you go. 
like I said, way too much Dalvin Cook. Big story. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Anthony Richardson talked about being named the starter for the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think I'll, I'll ever be, you know, fully ready because there's always stuff I can learn, you know, day by day. As of right now, I feel like I'm ready, but, you know, who's to say if I'm ready or not? You know, despite being, you know, granted the opportunity, still got to work for it because, you know, nothing's had so you got to earn everything. All right, big story number two. Number two. Wow. Drake, uh, T-Row, you guys pretty confident after hearing that clip? I find myself, Josh, very excited about a story that the show today hasn't even touched upon. And one that I think in some ways doesn't really reach me or touch me, but in other ways it absolutely does. The return of tailgating to Lindsay. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was always a little bit bent when it got taken away because that that was cool. You're was an everyman. Really, I, I am an everyman. Plank I'm, is a longtime, self-proclaimed everyman, man of the people. He wants you to tailgate merrily. I want what Brent Venables said. Every patch of grass, it's got a car on it. You clean your stuff up. You don't make a mess. The grass will grow back. It's awesome to see that everyone quickly realized how much of a difference that can make. I don't know how many tailgates that they're going to cram in there. I don't know how many you can get. But just to be able to get as fired up as you could possibly get and then have to walk right across the street, right? Just just go around. Or even if they'll have it shut down to where it'll be in the street, which I doubt. Though I did find one thing very interesting, Josh Helmer. Some of the rules were fascinating in this to me. Did you do a deep dive on this and tell me? No, please uh, pass along what you've gleaned. So OU is set to announce a more comprehensive tailgating expansion next season. President Joseph Harris said the first step is an important one in a longer plan to compete with and even surpass SEC schools. Now, let me make sure. Where is the part on the rules? You can, like, sit there, but you can't actually set up until the morning of the game? Like, you can't put stakes in the ground until the morning? But you can basically be set up in your spot. Was one thing, right? And I don't know if that's always been the case, but when I read it, I read it twice, and I thought... Is that what this means? So, in other words, it's back. I don't even know what the process is going to be to choose how you go about getting a spot. But I don't think you can put stakes in the ground until the morning of the game. Is at least was my understanding of this. How about the day before? Can we do that? Well, it's you can be there the day before. You can be there the day before. Don't you just want some of that work out of the way, though, if you're a tailgater? Here's, let, let me read it directly. So, public tailgating will be allowed along the south side of Lindsay Street along Asp and Jenkins Avenue. Tailgating may only take place between the Lindsay Street curb and the north side of the sidewalk. Other tailgating areas will remain the same. The addition is, a qu- here's what I was trying to spit out. 
Equipment for setup away from Lindsay Street will be 5 p.m. on the day immediately preceding a home football game. The space may be occupied at noon, but the stakes may not go in the ground until 5 for building things up. Fans setting up tailgate equipment on Lindsay Street will be permitted to begin at 7 a.m. on the day of the game day, but the space can be occupied at 5 p.m. on the day preceding the game. So, and I don't think they can put stakes in the ground until 7 a.m. the day of the game. So, again, there's a couple little rules to it. And that's tailgating on Lindsay Street, but that's not the most massive amount of space that you're going to have there. But who cares, Josh? It's a step towards the right direction, and what Joseph Harris said is going to be a little bit more of an expansive project in 2024. Boy, they really have everything there on that page. What's that, the, the official OU website? Yeah, ou.edu backslash news backslash articles. <laughs> Do you really want to go in depth? Anything catch your eye or did you just peruse it real quick? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm still okay, okay, digging in here, sinking my teeth into All this right. thing. But obviously a good sign and something that people are really passionate about. Which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right. We've got much more from post-practice available. We've got more from Ted Roof. We've got more from Reggie Pearson. We've got more from Peyton Bowen. And we haven't even heard yet from Isaiah Coe. So we'll fit it all in next. That's your top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino, the best reels in the metro. Happy hour, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6. Conveniently located off I-44, exit 107. It's the Plank Show. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. I didn't mention or I didn't mention the return of Zach Martin to Cowboys camp. And I also didn't mention, I think we touched on it a little bit yesterday, Ezekiel Elliott is on his way to the Patriots, which I guess, I guess Bill Belichick has always had kind of a man crush on Ezekiel Elliott. Been wanting him on his team for quite a while now, or at least referring to his tape quite a bit. Here's what. You know what, I'm not going to play James White. But let's just say former Patriot players are speaking out about just how much Belichick appears to dig him some Ezekiel Elliott. So we'll see. How uh, important is are the next couple of years for Belichick? I mean, guy's yeah. won six Super Bowls. He's widely regarded by many as the greatest ever. But wouldn't it – like if he takes the Patriots on one more run, not even to – you know, the, the mountaintop, but back to an AFC title game, a serious factor in the AFC with a different core group of guys would, would go a long way for him. Would it not? No, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But like who, who would you say you get one coach? Are you taking Belichick? Are you taking Andy Reed? Are you taking somebody else? Who do you want? Do I get Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reed? You could get Brady with Belichick. You can have Ooh, that's Mahomes tough. with Belichick. I'd probably take Brady with Belichick. Just I mean, that's a tough deal. history. I got six. It's a heck of a June conversation, Josh. But, you know, Andy Reid won a lot in Philly. So He did. He did. And that's kind of what I'm waiting to see with Belichick. Can he do it without Brady? A couple of uh, other notes that we didn't get to in the top five stories the day before we get to the phones. Uh, two notes from Brett Yormark, both involving the Big 12. The Big 12 has announced that Nelly will be performing at halftime of the Big 12 title game. So, I don't know how else to put this Oklahoma Sooner football team, but if I can be on the field for Nelly, then that would be really cool. So, let's, let's, let's go. Let's get back to Arlington. Grills? 
Oh, grills galore. It's a St. Louis boy. You know what else is interesting about? Let me see you. What? About uh, Nelly. You know what he's doing now? You know what they have billboards all over St. Louis for? He's got like a broadcasting school. That's pretty cool. And commercials. Very uh, very uncomfortable commercials. Hi, I'm Nelly. (laughs) He's not made for that. I don't think he's made for that that at least type of promotion. He uh, he's got to be one of the best ambassadors for the city of St. Louis. No, he's number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. No question. I mean, there's a fairly close number two in like Whitey Herzog. No, number one is Nelly. Yeah, he goes Nelly, Stan Musial. Whitey Herzog. My man loves the Lou. And Brett McMurphy also reports that despite, for some reason, this like incessant push that the Big 12 isn't done in expansion, Brett Yormark says, no, we're done. We're done. And here's the quote. Those conversations with Gonzaga and UConn are no longer. Unfortunately, things didn't work out, but only because the dream scenario of adding Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah unfolded for us. Which, again, is one thing that we've talked about. Once you get to that point, it's like, wow, okay. And then, I mean, your mark was even fighting still to want to invite UConn. I I see down the road a Frank Reynolds situation again for the Big 12. <laughs> They'll come in for some more scraps out of the ACC. Oh, I bet they will. Hey, true sooner. True sooner. What's going on, man? Thanks for checking in. What's going on, Christopher? I'm just enjoying the day. I'm not in trouble yet, I think. I think. That's good. I got a couple things for you real quick. First of all, on the tailgate stuff, is that from reaction to a reaction to what happened last year with the people complaining about the prime spots, or is this just in addition to it has nothing to do with that? I think it's something Joseph Harris has wanted to do since he took over as president. Okay. That's what I think. I think from the moment that he took over as president – this was something that he heard, and he's a fan, and he loves football, and he loves the atmosphere. So I think this was something that he's been wanting to do for a while. Well, that, you can't get much prime. I mean, and those are freebies, right? Isn't that right? Those are free spots or not? From what I saw, Josh had pulled up the official release. I don't I, – as what I've seen right now, they're freebies. I wonder if they're okay. going to do a land run for you to be able to get your spot. I wonder what that's going to well, look I think like. The, I think the reason why they don't want you up there two or three days ahead of time is there might be some – you know, and, we, and God love the homeless people. Um, but, but, but you know, there might be a situation there that, we, you know, that they might have like a real old OU shirt on or something. You know, who knows? Bro, what a brilliant hey, idea for the homeless. 5 p.m. the day immediately preceding the game. <laughs> what a brilliant idea yeah. for the homeless is you go and you just pl- you just basically plan in that spot and it's like, you can have my spot for $100, right? That's it's right. free. It's like, That's I right. ain't moving. And they don't have to move them. It's That's his right. spot. And the other thing I was uh, so you were talking about Bob Stoops earlier. You were mm-hmm. talking about how, he ripped on people and all that. Um, not ripped on people, but how he's an intimidating presence to new reporters, no yeah. doubt. So, so yeah. back in my in my twenties, when Bob Stoops first came to the University of Oklahoma, we had a we had a group of people that we got together. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the Swarm S W A R M. Uh-uh. It was a group of it was a group of OU fans that were here when Blake was here, and we were kind of like, you know what, we're going to get you know Lumber Lady was involved in it. Um, OU Gino was involved in it. I mean, there was a bunch of us. There's probably about 30 of us involved in it. And we would we would show up at the games we set together, and we went on the road together. And we just we were like, we don't care if we're going to be three and eight as a, as, as a team with Blake. We're still going to support this team and get this thing. It was that type of a mm-hmm. raw raw type thing. Anyway, Bob Stoops, for whatever reason, this wouldn't happen today, but for for whatever reason, he and we used to have it at the Crossside Moose 
over on the south side of town. It's still a thing. And yeah, yeah. Huh. So anyway, we I don't know that, that it is. Wants, no, yes, I don't think it's still there anymore. <laughs> um, but but he he finds out he gets invited and he decides to come over. He's only been on the job like six months, and he decides he wants to come over and like talk to us. He wants to hang out with us. He wants to be part of the you know he wants to be part he wants, of he wants to be that coach. He wants to meet the swarm. That's exactly right, because it was a big, I mean, 30 years ago, it was a big deal. Anyway, he shows up, you know, skinny, young Bob Stoops shows up, and there's a stage there, and he talks to everybody. He says, okay, I'm going to take questions now. And, of course, you know, here I am, 25 years old. So I'm like, this is my big chance to talk to Bob Stoops and get, and, and get, and get my bobblehead autograph, you know. Right. So I raise my hand up, and I'm the first person he comes to, and he goes, yeah, we're, we're, you know, I, I can't do his voice. But he goes, hey, you know, what's up, man, or whatever, you know. And I said, um, when are we going to start getting Texas type players? <laughs> Great start. <laughs> Good question. I don't remember how how he answered it. Uh, something about you know those players aren't aren't you know, when you recruit them, it's all about what you turn them in. But he did he say he get the hell up. out of my restaurant? <laughs> it, it was pretty, it was pretty close. It was pretty close to that. And I, but I I just I, that, that that old memory like you know you talked about ripping a bandaid off. You you ripped it off, and I thought about it again. And I you know anyway, I just want to let you know how how that all turned out it didn't it didn't turn out good no oh, well you know sure. we all have our moments drink of choice and cross-eyed moose what was it <laughs> oh yeah it was just beer you know it was just it was it was a few adult beverages and we all had a few of them before he got there you know he i think he even had a couple with us if i remember right oh those are the good uh, days pre-cell phone yeah. cameras well, well and just like the well just like the uh the big eight skyriders tours you know i mean I, I was a kid and they were flying around doing that stuff and and they were going, to, and when they'd get done at, at, with OU, they'd go over and hang out with, at Barry Switzer's house. You know, the, the reporters would go hang out at Barry Switzer's house, and they'd have a barbecue. Never would happen today. Then. Thanks for the call. Yeah, we'll Appreciate you. Long live Bye the swarm. Then. Bill Self had us over at his house and did a barbecue whenever he was either in his last year at ORU or first year at Tulsa. Bill Blankenship had us out and did it whenever he was at Tulsa. That's cool. It's a great idea, Brent. I mean, I'm just saying, it really it was really cool. <laughs> yeah, cross-eyed moose. Feel like that would be politically incorrect today. Are you allowed to question whether or not a moose can see straight? Yeah, I uh, I long for those days. But then again, I was also a young punk and probably would have said something stupid and got in trouble. Do you? Where do you stand on Josh Pate? I like Josh Pate. I think I, like uh, I think he's great for college football. I think Josh is great for college football. I can't say I've ever sat down and watched. A complete show of his. Yeah, no, he's he's very much the a snippet here, a snippet there. Exactly, and it finds that's, his way to social media. That's kind of my point. I I don't feel like I've watched anything full from Pate before in my life. Pate stayed approved, but he's he's on a little Texas rant. I'm gonna play it for you next and see what you think. All right, buy or sell. It's a plank show right here on the ref. All right, welcome back into the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. I don't know if this is the best work that Josh Pate has done, but I'm not a big Dante's Peak fan. Can't say even that I've seen the movie. And when I think about cult classics, Dante's Peak is not a movie that jumps to the top of my mind. Is it for you? No, I didn't even know what it was, to be honest with you. So when I saw this last night, I thought, listen, Josh, I understand you're younger, but Dante's Peak, really? 
But then again, I'm somebody who the movie Night of the Comet would still be something I could reference. And that goes back to the 80s, where somehow, some way, sleeping in the film room of a movie theater helped protect you from the devastating effects of the comet. I believe it was Haley's Comet that hit the Earth and turned everyone into zombies. <laughs> what a uh, script that was, huh? I don't really Could you think... imagine uh, walking in with the treatment? I don't think that I can... I don't think I can dive too in depth on. So what happens is there's this comet, and it's we think the end of the world, but actually it could be too. But it turns the world into zombies. Oh yeah. By the way, I'll get to what Kenny Gajewski said before we get out. He launched a laser at Kelly Maxwell. Oh, he did. (sighs) Yeah. Here is here is Josh Pate on Texas. So I hate to do it, but sometimes you guys make me do it. And so I got to use the Dante's Peak approach here. Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton taught me everything I need to know about Texas. Okay, a lot of you have watched them be dormant for years, just like they watched that volcano, and you're saying, Texas can't be back. And those townspeople, innocent though they may have been, are sitting there telling Pierce Brosnan, this mountain can't harm us. And Pierce Brosnan's like, no, the, the town water supply has gone to crap. People are boiling to death in this lake. The animals are acting weird. All the signs are there. This mountain's going to erupt. No, you're just a geologist. I've lived here all my life. They're gone. And a lot of you are down in Texas right now. And I just want to warn you, the signs are there. I know it's been dormant out there, but that is a very, very active volcano, metaphorically speaking, of course. And when it goes boom, it's going to go boom. See, I got to look at it the other way, too. I mean, if you're trying to say, watch out, it's going to explode and it's going to blow up everyone in college football. Well, First of all, I would say, there's a very small portion of those in the industry that are trying to tell you that Texas isn't back. It's literally everybody. There's, there's only a handful that are like, bro, we've done this like every single year. There's a lot of geologists. There's a lot of geologists out there right now. So I don't really know if that works, but okay. No team that the comes signs, off. The signs, of course, being an eight-win season. I feel like we've done this before, man. I feel like I'm living in deja vu world. I feel like we did this with Texas team in the third year of Tom Herman. I feel like we did this with the Texas team and Charlie Strong. I just I, – I feel like every single year we do this. Oh, eventually it'll get there. I mean, you guys – people people talk about Texas as if they've won 50 national championships. Yeah, and by thank you, thank you, Josh Pate. It's really going out on a limb. Look out if they get good. So, are they going to be good or not? Are they winning the Big Twelve or not? <laughs> I mean, I was trying to go back and do this quickly because I just I feel like, yeah, when Texas, oh yeah, twenty eighteen, Texas was coming off a ten and four year. They won the Sugar Bowl. We're back. What happened? Eight and five, seven and three. Herman's fired, right? You know, we don't have to go back even too terribly far for when Texas was supposed to be back under Charlie Strong, right? Because they went out in their after a tough year. After a tough year, all we heard about was, oof, it's just they brought in some studs in the recruiting class. Look out, this. This recruiting class, it's coming in in 2016, and then they beat Notre Dame 
on national TV. Texas is back and proceeded to lose three straight games. And, of course, the biggest difference for me in all of this in this go-around is Oklahoma wasn't very good a season ago, right? So it makes it easier to jump on the Texas bandwagon. Every year, man. Every year I feel like we do this. Anyway, there, there you go. Apparently Dante's peak is a, comp- a comparison for Texas. And then finally, before we grab a break and it's some of your texts, how about this from Kenny Gajewski? And again, I'm not expecting anyone to just openly embrace someone leaving your school for a rival. It sucks. But this... From a coach, though. My only disappointment for Kelly is that she went to OU because now she's lost everything here that she's ever done. And as long as I'm here, it'll be hard for her to come back here. That's just the way it is. Dang, man. So, translating here, not real happy about the move. I guess. I guess so. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's disappointing to hear a head coach say that. I get it, though. Like, like you said, I mean, uh, arch rival if you're Oklahoma State, but uh, for the coach to come out and say, "Yeah, you're not welcome here," is that's that's kind of disappointing. If you don't want to go here, go away. I don't want you here. If you don't want to be here and wear this logo and represent this school, okay. Good luck, man. I think that'll be fun to not- see Kelly pitch against. Oklahoma State and Norman. Not great on the recruiting trail, I don't think, for Coach Gajewski either. Well, I just – It's like, I mean, how quickly you turn on somebody that that did a lot of great things for you. I thought Patty Gasso and Jen Rocha and staff handled Jordy leaving as well as you could for people that were very upset. They handled it as well as – they weren't happy. You think they were high-fiving and hugging, losing Jordy Ball? Sucks. I mean, would you rather her go to Texas because that was the other team that was in on her? Kenny Gavsky made a pitching change and brought in a pitching coach change and brought in a pitching coach that apparently Kelly Maxwell didn't jive with. Fine. Be mad. You should be. That's fine. But for a program that has built a lot of its foundation on the recruiting, uh, on the transfer portal, I mean, you, you took someone from Texas. I mean, you've taken, <laughs> you took someone from Oklahoma last year. I mean, what are we, what are we even doing right now? Part of the game. Do I like it? Nah, nah. I don't like going between rivals, but in the end, go out and you play well, I'm all in. Man, that is that is a high level of, as my uh, daughter would say, that's a high level of sass from Kenny Kajewski. Very sassy. All right, quick break. We'll put a wrap with some of your texts next right here on The Ref. Um, there's been a different, couple different versions of this. Uh, I'll go with... Uh, Travis writes, long-time listener, first-time texter. Is OU National Championship baseball player Kenny G still allowed back at OU? I'll hang up and listen. Someone had said, we do the same thing with Caleb. I Listen, we do the same thing with Kevin Durant. I mean, it's just. People don't like players or coaches leaving and going to a rival. It's fine. Uh, Douglas Miles. By the way, shout-out Douglas traveling with us today. Coach Gajewski, I'm heading the portal. Where are you going, Kelly? The same school you did, Coach. Outrage. Big story number one, Christian from Claremore. I will be more prepared for Sooner Nation with the Seth Rollins intro. 708. I'm a sunshine pumper, but Pate's takes. Ta- oh, I'm sorry. 
I'm a sunshine pumper, but ta- Pate takes not talking trash about teams to a whole new level that even sickens me sometimes. Ba- uh, basically, everybody's good is what right. they're saying from yeah. from Josh Pate. I, that's what I'm taking. He is he is like, hey, let's play up for some in <laughs> I had I had someone hit me up on the super secret text so line, and like I said, I don't think I've ever watched a complete show of his in my life. And uh, this unnamed texter said he's pretty sanctimonious, and I thought that reminds me of Peter Griffin on The Godfather. What do you mean you don't like The Godfather? It insists upon itself. What do you mean? It insists upon itself. That's what I thought of whatever that person said, sanctimonious. Brazilian Sooner. What is the definition of being back? That was the 1960s for multiple national championships, only one since. Texas had arguably the best running back in the nation and was average, writes the 405. And Jimmy and Edmund writes, we've been doing this for 20 years with Texas. They're the most overrated team in college football. Penn State might be after that. And then just on things that popped in from the 918 on Kenny Gajewski, he's going to feel even more upset when OU comes in next season and Gasso and crew mop him up. Mm. We got to go. Show's, show's over. Get out of here. Everybody get out of here, but stick around. Get out of the studios because Steelman and I believe is Parker back today. Oh, yeah. He's waiting in the wings. Have a great afternoon, my friend, and a tremendous day. That's the goal. That's the goal. We'll see you guys back here. Uh, Actually, we'll be at Cavens tomorrow for a Thursday edition of the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.